<laughs> I think his head just exploded. <laughs> well, he saw that I started the recording, so he suddenly became extra reasonable. Oh. <laughs> well, in, in light of current <laughs> events, it turns out that uh, anything and everything can be used against you for all of eternity, so... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. This is episode 11. I am Rob Fiorandino, and I am here joined by my good friends, Carney. Say hello, Carney. Hello. And Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. And uh, welcome. We are here to have a little bit of discussion about some nerdy things that happened in the last fortnight or so. So let's get started. I hear that uh, SpaceX says they are going to fly someone around the moon. From what I understand, it is a Japanese billionaire who is going to take himself and uh, a few of his friends uh, around the moon. Uh, What do you guys think of that? I think Elon Musk has filed somebody from another country who has just as much money and just as little sense. (laughs) Uh, It's somebody I had never heard of. Do you know, do you know, uh, Carney? Exactly who it was? No, I hadn't ever heard. I hadn't really looked into it either. To me, it's just some guy with a lot of money. You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, his reasoning. I mean, my my snarky comment aside, his reasoning from what I gather actually sort of makes sense. He's got lots of money. He he wants to be do something to advance. You know, the whole getting people into space thing, and pre-signing up and giving Elon Musk a bunch of money that he can count on for development is his way of helping and getting a little something out of it, maybe. All right, that's fair. What about you, Dave? Would you, uh, would you, if you had, uh, if you were a billionaire, would you be one of the first people to sign up to fly around the moon in a, in a BFR? Oh, that's a tough call. I think it would be really awesome and fun to do. But I'm a pessimist, and I'd kind of like to see somebody else succeed first a couple times. <laughs> I, I I kind of agree with that, although it would be really I, – I mean, I, I would love the experience, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that I – I'm not sure I have the guts to fly on a, a BFR that isn't, uh, isn't uh, battle-tested. You know, here's where I'm going to revert to my normal thing and disagree, just because I always disagree. That's what we pay you for, man. By the time they get one up to the point where it can fly around the moon, it's going to have gone up and down quite a few times. It's the the getting up and around the moon isn't the hard part. It's the getting out of the atmosphere and getting in the atmosphere. Now, if they were talking about landing on the moon, that would make me nervous. But flying around it, I think that's probably going to be safe once they're capable of doing it, as safe as anything in space gets. So, is this how much time is this guy going to have to wait? This guy going to be this guy's going to be like eighty years old before this actually happens, isn't he? What's the timeline on the BFR, uh, Carney? I'm guessing that if if it happens at all, it's probably five years out. Would be my. This is just a guess. They're talking about BFR testing like in twenty twenty two, but you know we'll we'll see what they're doing. But that seems I that, I I would be shocked if it happened if they're sending a non professional around the moon in five years. That'd be amazing. All right, so let's talk about the uh, the new Japanese probe, uh, uh, Carney. I believe you put this in the notes here. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, just it's a asteroid rendezvous mission that the Japanese launched. It's high with high back. 
look it up, you guys, and you should be able to find it because I certainly can't say it or spell it. Um, <laughs> but they sent a little probe to check it out. It had two landers, which were basically little metal cylinders with with a you know a, a phone camera in it, basically, and a little electric motor that would flip a weight that would. The gravity's so low on this asteroid, they dropped these two onto the asteroids, and then the thing kind of like like a slinky will just do a little twitch, and that'll send it flying, and it'll land someplace else, and they'll take more pictures, and then they'll flip, and it'll go someplace else and take more pictures. It's really kind of random, but it's a cool way of getting coverage over the whole asteroid without having any complicated equipment. Interesting. So wait, now this has already landed on the asteroid, or this is something they just launched, or no? This already what stage this landed. Around? It's it's landed well, and a... sending back pictures. Oh, nice! Wow, well, I got to check out this out. That sounds awesome. It it really looks just looks like piles of rocks, but you know, you know, it's cool piles of rocks out in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's space rocks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, those are by definition space rocks are cool. All right, what is uh, what is Long March Five? That's the 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 Chinese for political reasons or some other reasons or who knows what call all their space rockets Long March and then give it a number. Um, oh, okay. And the Long March Five is their answer to the Falcon Heavy and um, Saturn Five. Basically, it's their lunar launch capable rocket and. They're they're announcing it and pouring money into it. Whether they actually get something that can put seventy tons into an Earth transfer or Moon transfer orbit, we'll see. How uh, how is the uh, the Chinese space program compared to to where we're at in the United States? Hmm. I would say that they are quite a bit behind the U.S., but their capabilities are probably on par with the Russians. But their stuff is more recent and being developed, and they have a healthy space program as opposed to the Russians that have, you know, a huge hot mess. That um, So I would say that they're probably the second place or maybe third place after Europe space capability-wise. And, you know, there's several smaller players that are stacked up behind them. But in the U.S., we've got multiple players with multiple launch vehicles so mm-hmm. they're, they're nowhere to that their 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 program is probably about the equal to united launch alliance by itself or spacex by itself okay interesting and where would you oh so but you would say that they're kind of they're up to speed with where space they, they're not up to where spacex is right now would you say are they oh no but nobody is i mean but <clears throat> right, they right. are exactly. but they're certainly up to um to a United Launch Alliance or the NASA. So, what or, year would you, if could you put it in like a year? Like they're at, they're like where we were in 2010 or something like that. Is that a reasonable oh man. comparison or is that no, not really? It's they they can put large loads and people into space into orbit, and that means that they're only one of three that have done it and four that are capable of doing it. You know, U.S., okay. Soviets, yep. um, Europe could do it, but hasn't, and the Chinese. Gotcha. Interesting. Any thoughts, Dave? Well, I think the Chinese would be somebody to watch very closely because they have a huge amount of 
money that they could draw on if they'd make this a priority. And yeah. they also kind of have a have had a tendency to be able to bring in a lot of technology that they didn't necessarily have to develop. So that can go quickly. Yeah, they certainly have the capability with their system of government to uh to devote a lot of resources to a single project very quickly, it seems to me. However, I will point out that throwing money at space exploration only works sometimes and for short periods, is that NASA was amazing for converting a huge pile of money into the Saturn V. But, <laughs> you know, the bang for buck is perhaps more questionable. And, you know, if, if you're doing pioneering stuff, sometimes pouring money down a rat hole is the only way to go. Is that if you're reinventing the wheel, writing a blank check to a bunch of scientists and engineers is probably a good way to end up with a huge pink elephant. Mm, a white elephant, sorry. Pink elephant is what you're working on with your scotch. <laughs> That's right. I am. Let me, and that reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, ice. but if you don't write a large check, how do you end up with things like Tang? Oh, good point. What's the Chinese equivalent of Tang? I wonder. Hmm. <laughs> Probably Tang. <laughs> but so, uh, so speaking of things that uh, were made in China, we're going to move away from our our space corner for a moment. And uh, talk, uh, Apple came out with uh, new iPhones this week. They do every year. And uh, I guess that dates, uh, now you guys know when we were recording this. Um, but yeah, the new iPhones came out. I uh, went and picked up my my newest version. I've got the uh, golden colored uh, iPhone XS. Oh, sorry. It's not an XS. It's a 10S. That sounds excessive to me. <laughs> it is excessive. Ha <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Or it's a or it's a yeah, it's a tennis. You're playing playing a little tennis match. Um, yeah, naming aside, uh, the phone itself is amazing. And if I would say, if anybody has a uh, an i, if it, I would, I'm not, I wouldn't think that if it's a big enough upgrade for most people to uh, upgrade from an iPhone 10. But if you've got anything, if you've got a six, seven, or eight, I would say the iPhone X uh, 10s <laughs> is a is a great upgrade. And the the camera is just amazing. They've uh, the, the cool thing about it, I love I love the the camera because it it takes like six six pictures at the same time basically within like nanoseconds of each other, and then it takes one of those pictures is like overexposed, a couple of them are underexposed, and three of them are kind of in the middle, and it blends them all together to make one photo. And uh, I was taking some pictures uh, yesterday of uh, on a on a on a film on the video set where I was doing some production and there's lots of really bright lights and there's lots of really dark areas and it is I got to say it is just amazing what uh what you can get out of a cell phone camera these days. So there you go. I stand open for your questions. Okay, why why are you using Apple again? <laughs> I stand open for any other questions. <laughs> Well, you're saying that if you have a seven or eight or whatever, it's a, a good reason, you know, it'd be a good time to upgrade. Right. But I think you are probably a much heavier user of your device than perhaps myself. I, I listen to podcasts mm -hmm. and I check mail and I take a few pictures. So would that really put me in the category of needing to spend a grand no, I well, I wouldn't say it's an. It, this is definitely not a need thing. Well, what what phone do you have right now, Dave? 
Uh, I bought the 7 back in May of uh, last year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I would say you definitely want to upgrade to iOS 12 because uh, all of the old phones, security for one, but also Apple actually focused this year, not so much, in my opinion, not so much on, on new features, but they focused a lot on making the old phones faster. And from what I understand, every all the phones from the 5S up are going to be a lot faster um, on the you know so the old hardware is going to be a lot faster with the new operating system so so if you've got the, so definitely you want to upgrade to iOS 12 but yeah I mean if you're not crazy like I am taking you know hundreds of pictures then uh, it might not be you could probably wait another year and be just fine although if you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts with the phone itself as the speaker or do you use headphones you know it was uh, uh, headphones uh, for the last year and then starting about a month ago, it switched over the uh, speaker on the device itself. So, well, that is one thing that you will notice if you went from the iPhone Seven to the Ten S, and the Ten had this too. Is that um, it's much louder, and because and that's because it uses it's got the speaker kind of in the bottom, but then it also uses the speaker on the top that you normally would use for like the telephone part of it. It they kind of beefed that speaker up too, so it I mean it technically has like stereo sound and you know whatever it's stereo sound on a phone it's not gonna be that crazy but the benefit of having two speakers is it's a lot louder so i mean listening to pod i listen to a lot of podcasts on my phone too and i kind of carry my phone around the house while i'm listening to podcasts and uh it's pretty much loud enough to listen at all times except maybe when i'm in the shower Okay. Well, the other the other impediment to me buying anything new is I have not yet decided what size to get. I mean, I have the seven mm-hmm. plus, and that was perfect for uh, my train commutes. Mm-hmm. But I am questioning that size for both my current situation and as I'm uh, walking around in the, in on you know my farm. Do I really want to carry something that I? It's it's just too it's too large to carry yeah. around. It's always bumping into the stuff when you bend over. You're wondering if you're going to crack it because it's mm-hmm. just so long. So I have to decide on what size device I'm getting before I replace what I have. Yeah, boy, I can relate to that. I had a seven plus two for a while, and it it, it was just big. it was so big I didn't put it in my front pocket anymore. I kind of put it in the back pocket, and then I'm. And you're kind of always worried about whether you're going to sit down and <laughs> crack it when you sit on the, you know, it's just, now the, the iPhone XS Max, which is the one, that, it's actually physically the same size as the 7 Plus and the 8 Plus, but instead of having that bezel all the way around the outside, basically it's all screen. So it's the same physical size, but if the if the 7 Plus is too big for you, then, I mean, I I actually really like the 10, the, the smaller size 10, 10S. Um, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's bigger than like the old regular seven was, um, but it's not ridiculously huge and it's plenty big enough for, for, uh, especially if you're, if you, you know, if a lot of what you're doing is audio, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big upgrade, but it's, I agree that the, the, the plus size phones are just kind of crazy. Nope. No, it was perfect for what I was using it for. It's no longer perfect. But I don't want to go back to something that's small either. So, anyway, uh, and then on the uh, operating system, um, you know, 
I never, I did not get burned by the 11 introduction and how they treated phones and their batteries and so on. But I'm just not an early adopter because Apple is just like every other company. They do stuff like that. 12 is new. It ain't perfect. There's, I, you know, you can go out and find play, ways to crash iOS 12 right now. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Although I, I got to say that I think that, I mean, they have kind of refocused a little bit, I think, towards putting more resources to making it better as, you know, a lot, adding a lot of new features. The iPhone to me seems like a, a much more mature product. You know, it's what, this is the 11th year of iPhones now. It's kind of like they're not going to get a lot of new customers by adding new features, but I think they might keep their existing customers by making it better. And I think that's kind of where they're, it seems like that's kind of where they're shifting their focus, which is, in my mind, I'd rather have something that runs better than something with a bunch of new features that I probably won't use anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I get tired yeah. of the feature of the week thing. Totally. Yep. And, you know, I mean, all, all the companies do that, though. If Microsoft had made seven more secure and more robust instead of making 10, 80% of their customer base would have been happier. Yep. All right, cool. So iPhone XS, uh, it's a good it's a good upgrade if you've got an older phone. Um, all right, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some cool stuff that we've uh, seen. Some cool or not cool stuff, I don't know. Somebody put Maniacs on Netflix in the uh, in the in Me. the show notes here. So, oh, Carney, what do you what do you got to say about Maniacs? No, I binge watched it. It's a show on um, Netflix. One of their um, in-house developments it's a mini series 10 episodes and i don't want to give it away and i'm not good at describing stuff without giving stuff away so i'm going to say <laughs> go look it up and all i can say is that it's it's very weird but it's it's intentionally weird it's not somebody who was trying to make a different movie and just made, botched it and it turned out weird this is something that was intended to be weird and it's it's gloriously weird. I I found it to be a little bit sad, a little bit happy, you know, a little bit, a lot of things. And I, I, in the end, I found it to be a little bit uplifting. So it, w- it was an interesting, it wasn't at all what I expected. And it was weird. <laughs> but well, it's very well. Time cool. what, time, what kind of a time commitment are we talking about here? Ten episodes, um, standard. TV show episodes length. I like it's an hour long show. It's not well, 40, 45 minutes. I would say if you, yeah, okay. unless you insist on looking at the openings and the credits. <laughs> sure, sure. And this the is per- with uh, Emma Stone, Jonah Hill. Correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, I've, it's, I've um, heard really good things about this too, and I've heard that you don't want to be spoiled on this one. Yeah, it. All I can say is that it's the first two episodes are maybe a little bit more down than the rest of them, and a little. It takes a while to ramp up just to connect all the pieces, maybe. But it, it's it's really worth it. And even I thought the first two were were interesting. But you got to pay attention because everything in this there's no accidents in this show. Everything they they put in the show is going to show up nice. later. Nice. Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'll put that on my list. I'm. I've. Uh, I'd love to hear your um, opinion once you've seen it. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely. Uh, I'll definitely give you my opinion once I've seen it. Um, well, since we're talking about cool, cool things on Netflix and uh, other things, I'm gonna put a plug in for a different show that uh, 
that I've watched the first season of recently, and then the second season is out, and that is uh, Legion. Um, I believe that was originally on Fox, and uh, and we we watched uh, the first season of that, and that is based on the uh, Marvel comics. But uh, boy, it just is a dynamite show. They really did a great job. It's a little bit psychedelic, but uh, boy, the show is really good. All right, we are in the segment of the show that we like to call "What has been good this fortnight." So, let's start with Carney. Carney, what has been good over the last fortnight for you? Well, today had the lawn or the tree service out to get rid of a dead tree in our backyard, which I consider to be good. At least I'm not going to worry about a dropping on my head while my wife is out of town. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Now, uh, did, did did they take the stump out as well, or did they leave the stump? I didn't have them grind the stump. The area where the tree was is, you know, we've got trees back there. It's it's a kind of like a buffer to the what's on the other side of our yard. So it, it's just, I don't want to call it a wilderness, but it's not a lawn either. So we just right, left right. the stamp there. Yeah, we spent some time this weekend uh, drilling holes in stumps in our backyards and uh, pouring salt in them, and we're going to see how that works out. Yeah. Over the winter, salt. I've Hopefully never heard that. I think it. I think it. Uh, if the stump is still alive, I believe what happens is not to get nerdy or anything. Uh, I believe the salt kind of goes into the sap and and circulates it throughout the plant and kind of kills the roots that way. That's oh, the, the intention is to kill it, not to remove it. Right, and then it just kind of rots by uh, its own volition. Okay, because it seems to me like the salt would then act as a. Uh, something that would impede preserving agent yeah preservative and and stop the rotting process (laughs) well we're not we're not uh putting that much salt in it's not like we're pickling this or anything it's it's, you know i'd I'd take like a one inch one inch drill bit and kind of go down about three inches and then you fill that up with salt and the idea is that it gets into the it gets into the the bloodstream of the plant as it were Okay. Is this more of a, a green approach? You're not interested in using a glyphosate or a 2,4-D? Yeah, I mean the plant is basically dead already, and I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard that this. I've heard that I heard this works, and my wife heard it works, and she's kind of the gardener in the family, so we're trying it out to see how it works. And uh, in the spring, we'll report back and uh, have a little follow up on that. Yeah, yeah I've used some... I've used stuff on stumps before that was supposed to enhance it rotting. Uh, some kind mm-hmm. of nitrate based. I can't. I don't know what it was. The name of it was, but I've never heard of salt before. Hmm. All right. Well, Dave, what about you? What's been good this fortnight for you? Well, I guess on the outdoor theme, um, it, our weather has gotten a little more temperate, a little more pleasant, and at the same time uh, of this year, nor- normally this time of year, we have a whole bunch of uh, hummingbirds come through the area, and uh, my wife sets up feeders and has all these plants with red flowers and and this year she hit the jackpot there's probably anywhere between four and eight hummingbirds flying around chasing each other and just doing crazy stuff so it's certainly entertaining and has really made her uh happy this week so so those little <laughs> those hummingbirds attacking everything else that flies what kind of hummingbirds uh, are they well, I don't know the uh, any other than the ruby-throated ones. I'm not familiar with too many other ones, but that's more her uh, her area of expertise. Wondering. But yeah, no, they. But mostly they're chasing each other. Um, I guess I, I 
it's hard to tell why they would bother doing that. There's plenty of juice in the feeder for all of them, but I, I doubt they look at it from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, those homicidal little fluff balls um, are very territorial. My mother had a couple of, I forget what they were called, but they were particularly aggressive types. They had to have two feeders, one at each end of the house, and a red-tailed hawk flew into the yard while they were gassing up for their next migration and both of them jumped this hawk and ran it off the yard so they're they're kind of aggressive (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not really a fair fight i mean you know if the hawk got a hold of them it'd be game over but that's like (laughs) helicopters versus uh cessnas (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I would have a more extreme example that there wasn't any danger that the hawk was going to get the hummingbirds. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, they that, live that at that a hawk completely. Was... Yeah, they live at a completely different speed than us, or probably the hawk. Yeah, do, they, the do you think their brains go faster? I don't think they have a brain. I have, think they have a bundle of aggression <laughs> attached to feathers. I'm not a big it's fan of all, hummingbirds. It's, it's just all it's just all like instinct and uh and <laughs> just reactions. Yeah. I mean don't get me wrong, I think they're pretty and I love it when other people post pictures of hummingbirds, but you know, I've been attacked a couple of times by the hummingbirds that my mother felt felt fed. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm a little suspicious of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I've been spending the last five minutes trying to think of something good that happened, and there's been a lot of good that happened. I've been, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my improv class that I mentioned, I think, last week, and uh, my son and I have been doing that, and it has been just a lot of fun and kind of uh, eye-opening and uh, just kind of rewiring my brain to be more open and more kind of zen, I guess, and in the moment. So that's been a lot of fun for me. Good. That sounds cool. I wish there was something like that around here. No, of course, I wish I had anywhere. somebody to go to it with. Well, I mean, the cool thing for me is, I mean, I'm going to it with my son, but it's there's it's just the class that I'm going to is filled with lots of really great people, and it just you just kind of feel friendly. I mean, the teachers are really good, but I mean, just the whole improv world is built on kind of getting along with your teammates and building on what they're doing and not being like. You know, just kind of yes ending everything that they're doing. And it's, it's just fun to kind of get in that mode. Cause, you know, I mean, a lot of times in our professional lives and other lives, we, we get in this position where we're kind of just no, 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 no. And it's just nice to, it's nice to have a couple hours every week to just say yes and have some fun and play. That was fun. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks guys. This has been a nice, short, tight and bright, uh, episode. Um, and, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we are dedicated nerds on Twitter. Uh, we publish, uh, check, follow us, follow us there and you can see whenever an episode gets published. Also, please feel free to tweet at us if you want to have some comments or if you have some comments and you want to email, um, send it to dedicated nerds at gmail.com or just visit us at dedicatednerds.net. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And, uh, we'll talk to you again next fortnight. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night.